0: This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Buitemelo Nsoko.
1: Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast, I'm Buitemelo Nsoko. For many South Africans working abroad and perhaps considering living there permanently, the big question is what to do with the retirement investments in South Africa the recent amendments to legislation governing retirement funds make the situation even trickier to navigate. Joining us on this episode to share some guidance on this issue is Alka Brink, who is a wealth advisor at PSG Wealth. Welcome, Alka.
0: Hi, I'm Butumelo, Thank you. It's always good to see you.
1: So what should you consider when weighing up whether to keep your investments in South Africa or to move them offshore?
0: I think this is becoming such a relevant topic for so many South Africans. I think more and more individuals are moving abroad and not only temporarily I think so many people are immigrating at the moment but there's also the scenario that a lot of people are just moving for a few years and maybe keeping their options open of, of coming back and I think one of the main questions I get a lot is do I cash out my retirement fund specifically in South Africa and take it abroad with me And I think out of a tax perspective, that unfortunately is one of the decisions that that actually hurts you quite a lot because the tax implication is very high when withdrawing and taking these funds abroad. So we've actually, in most cases, been advising investors, and we'll get into more depth of this topic today, but to actually ensure you are optimizing the best of both worlds. So keeping certain portfolios and specifically retirement products in South Africa And ensuring it's managed optimally and then rather starting new offshore investments on the global side, but not taking on the tax implication and moving it abroad. It's not needed.
1: And what benefits do the changes in Regulation 28 now hold for a portfolio remaining in SA?
0: I think this is one of the most wonderful changes that came into effect in our country. So one of the main critique points a lot of investors had to Regulation 28. So this now applies to any retirement product before retirement. So should it be a retirement annuity? Should it be a pension or a provident fund with your company? Or should it be a fund that you've already preserved in your own capacity? So a pension or a provident preservation. You were always limited to 30% offshore exposure within this product where recently the legislation now opened up so that you have a scope to move up to 45% offshore. So that means, especially as a South African citizen maybe living abroad now, is you can actually have the best of both worlds. So you can still have this product that's tax efficient, so you don't have to take the tax hit of paying quite a lot of tax on different sliding scales, which we can touch on now. But you don't have to take on the tax implication, but you do have the benefit of diversifying optimally and at least structuring 45% of your portfolio offshore. So I really do see that as benefiting from both worlds. So there's still a lot of value to be found in being invested in South Africa. Firstly, you'll have this benefit now of having the increased offshore exposure when it comes to equity exposure. But when it comes to other asset classes in your portfolio, South Africa is actually very positive when it comes to cash and bonds. So when we look at the global environment, there's not much value to be found in cash and bonds at this stage, where you're basically earning a zero return. When in South Africa, you can at least still expect the return between the scope of around 5% for cash and depending on exactly what, what bonds you're investing in, could be between 5 and 7 or sometimes 8%. So there's definitely a lot of fixed income asset funds that's providing a lot of opportunity in South Africa, which you're not getting in, outside of this country. So I wouldn't be too negative, even if you're not living here anymore, to invest.
1: You touched on the tax implications of moving your funds abroad. Could you maybe give us more information on that?
0: I think that's where most investors hurt themselves too much, where... I think there's a lot of value still to be found by just ensuring your investment is managed optimally on this side. But basically what happens is it just depends what phase in your life you're doing it. Are you doing it before the age of 55 or after the age of 55, where essentially you can technically retire from a product at the age of 55. So before 55, you work on a withdrawal table. So this is now specifically pertaining to retirement products. So accessible type of funds and I'll, I'll explain that now are treated a little bit differently but the major question we get is what do i do with my retirement funds and i think if it's someone that's moving out of the country the mindset is for most people to not come back so they don't like the idea of having funds stuck in the country where i think there needs to be a new mindset or a mind shift made around that so the tax implication is twenty-five thousand rand is tax-free and after that a sliding scale applies which can go up quite high and this is only if you've never made a previous withdrawal. If you've ever possibly made a previous withdrawal before, you lose your tax-free benefit. So, that's a once-in-a- lifetime benefit you receive. Anything after the age of 55, depending on exactly what option you choose, you can possibly qualify for 500,000 rand tax-free. So, the tax-free component is better. It's always important to remember that Once again, if you've ever made a previous withdrawal or if you've ever been retrenched, this 500,000 will decrease. So, quite important to make sure that you actually have the 500,000 available before opting to withdraw it because it could be that you're taxed on it. But there, a sliding scale applies once again. So 500000 will be tax-free, and after that, the sliding scale kicks in. So once again, you can really almost pay up to a third or even more of your portfolio to tax, which is not really needed if you can structure it in a different way.
1: Now, taking the tax implications into mind, what's the best way to move funds overseas? Is it withdrawing everything or maybe transferring to similar offshore funds?
0: So unfortunately, legislation doesn't allow you to, for example, take your retirement fund you had with your company here or your retirement annuity and directly transferring it to an offshore pension or offshore fund. And that's where the negative tax implication comes in. You will have to technically withdraw your funds and then move it offshore and then reinvest it. So what you can do, however, and that's where I think a lot of value lies, especially after the age of 55, when you can retire out of your products is to start earning a monthly income. So keep the funds invested in South Africa and optimize your offshore exposure. And then you draw a monthly income and this can be paid into your offshore account. So some of the investment platforms are already offering this service where you can directly transfer it into your offshore account. And at least in this sense, you are minimizing your tax implications and the negative effect you can have on your portfolio. You can also opt to earn your income in South Africa, depending on what your certain situation is, if you still probably have a lot of investors still keep some assets in South Africa. I don't know for each individual if there's maybe still a property or maybe still a life cover product you're paying. All these type of commitments you might still have on this side of the world, you will anyway need a South African bank account for. So you might as well earn an income here, but the options are open to both sides. You can also earn the income in your offshore account.
1: Um, Is this the same for those who are reaching retirement age and have retirement funds in South Africa?
0: I would always advise out of a tax perspective and, and I think out of a returns perspective as well, if you really go see what the opportunities are, with your investment portfolio when it comes to diversifying with asset classes is that managing or keeping a a component of your portfolio in South Africa. You can optimize the offshore exposure. So even if it's a RAND-denominated investment, it doesn't have to be seen as that is just a South African investment. You are benefiting from the offshore exposure. And then you technically retired and you have this portfolio being managed on this side of the world and you can opt to move the funds either on an annual basis or on a quarterly basis or on a monthly basis over to you should you want to. But I would definitely recommend getting advice on this because I do believe too many investors financially hurt themselves by, by just immediately making more of an emotional decision through emigrating or having just a negative context to South Africa and economic uncertainty and political uncertainty where sometimes that has nothing to do with the investment market. So your portfolio can still be earning a a fantastic return and there's great value to be found within the JSE. And like I mentioned now with feeder funds that we can build into the portfolio and benefit from a lot of offshore exposure after retirement, it's important to remember that then regulation also falls away in terms of your, your offshore limit. So moving into a living annuity space at, at retirement, you can even increase your offshore exposure more than the 45% that you can do before retirement. So if the offshore exposure is very important for you, you can still benefit from the best of both worlds by increasing the offshore exposure substantially but not taking the tax hit of moving your funds out of the country. Just
1: staying on the subject of offshore exposure, you mentioned optimising it. How then would you go about this?
0: So we we do this by using feeder funds. So this is a type of fund or a type of portfolio that's directly connected to an offshore funds that would have um, or that exists in the offshore space. The only difference is it's still RAND-denominated. So you do get all the benefits of being diversified in this offshore space. It's just that you do it within your portfolio in South Africa. You're not physically moving the funds cashing out the funds and moving it out of the country. But within your portfolio, you do have offshore exposure. So it's possible to build it in. And there, it would really depend on what your holistic portfolio looks like and what your view is of offshore exposure. You are allowed to make it 100% if you want after retirement, should you prefer to do so. But we just do it in a random, nominated way.
1: And if I have a living annuity, can I earn an income into my offshore bank account um, directly from SA?
0: you can so not all investment platforms are offering this service yet if i can refer to it as a service But there are quite a few. I know Alan Gray specifically are already doing it. And a few of the investment platforms are moving into that space. But that is definitely an option. And I think it's quite a convenient option for a lot of people who don't feel like transferring between South Africa and their offshore account. So the investment is technically South Africa based, but your income that you earn, you can opt to have it paid directly into your offshore account. And there are also options normally around this income earning. Do you prefer to earn one annual income? Uh, I find a lot of uh, investors that move offshore prefer to do this because it's just the easy administrative concept. So once a year, you earn an annual income from your living annuity and it pays directly to you. But you can also choose to earn it monthly or quarterly or depending on what your cash flow situation and your requirements look like.
1: Okay, what if I am no longer an SA resident or taxpayer? How would this then impact my financial planning in South Africa?
0: I think that's quite an important topic and I think a lot of investors, Need to revisit their portfolios and especially before retirement, products they probably had in place here to see what they're benefiting from and what not. if you're technically not a taxpayer year anymore, for example, I would revisit what role a retirement annuity plays in my life because you're not going to be able to claim back your contributions from SARS if you're not really earning an income here anymore. So revisiting what is the purpose of every product in your portfolio, what role did they play before you left and? What what role are playing now? And once again, I'm not necessarily saying you need to cash out the investment, but your contributions going forward and your savings going forward can maybe be allocated differently. And we can also assist with starting a new investment portfolio directly in the offshore space. So in this way, really optimizing both sides of the world for you. So ensuring your South African portfolio is still being managed in an optimal way But starting off a new portfolio directly offshore, that technically has nothing to do with South Africa, where you can invest your new earned currency. And it's a completely different space in terms of sectors. You can access type of equities. You can access different fund managers and you can start off your new portfolio on that side.
1: If I'm in my 20s or 30s and I've just gotten a job overseas and I'm unsure about whether I'll stay there or move back to SA, how then should I go about my retirement planning? Should I open a retirement fund overseas and in SA as well?
0: So should you move offshore? And I think this is one option I really want to give, especially younger people. But I think if you decide to go work abroad for a few years, or even maybe with a mindset of going permanently, try to keep all your options on the table first, because I have found that a lot of South Africans want to come back one day. And I think, just out of a lifestyle perspective, I think it's not needed to take on any negative investment decisions for just to for the you money to come back, podcast, maybe after you. So, just for yourself, yourself and your own benefit, to listen help to yourself. more but money web podcasts, for a young money investor, web, but I would back. recommend the money web starting well, money web depending on exactly where you're going to work. But for example, in the United States. They do have a similar concept as we have when it comes to retirement funds. It's called a 401k and you automatically get this benefit at work and you're starting to contribute to a retirement fund and you get tax benefits for it. So in many cases, there's a chance that you will have a new retirement fund in the country you work in. What I will recommend if you're not specifically earning a tax benefit from being in South Africa anymore is to pause your contributions here and rather optimize the offshore space while you are there you're firstly earning another currency so you don't have to convert it back to rand and you have a lot of opportunity in the direct offshore space that you don't have in South Africa so while you're there start building up a portfolio on that side we can always bring it back again should you for some reason decide to come back to South Africa and you want your funds here you don't have to bring it back but you can and Keep the South African portfolio invested and well managed on this side as well. This way you can optimise all the returns, both locally in South Africa and abroad, wherever you're working. But you can also optimise the tax decisions you're taking and not make a decision that will forever influence your retirement outcome by by taking a tax hit that you don't have to take.
1: And then is it just a bit easier when you're moving your funds from overseas to South Africa when you come back then?
0: It's not a difficult process at all. I think I wouldn't say it's a problem at all. So there's different type of investment vehicles we can advise in the offshore space. And they have different type of tax benefits, depending on if you, for example, only choose an accessible type of investment or do we use something like an endowment structure. But normally with most of the offshore vehicles we will use, you can access it again in any bank account in the world in any currency. So it's easy to to move around in the world again, if I can call it
1: that. Thank you so much, Alka. That was Alka Brink, who is a wealth advisor at PSG Wealth.
0: Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy podcast, hosted by Buitamello and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.
1: Money Savvy.